God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. You know what she needs? She needs Olay exfoliating and moisturizing body wash with sugar, cocoa butter, and vitamin B3. This episode of Woman Evolve is sponsored by Olay Body. Summer is right around the corner, and child, you know that means our skin has to be glowing from head to toe. Olay Body just launched a collection of skincare-inspired body washes that include premium skincare ingredients that are designed to treat a variety of skin conditions and types. Olay Exfoliating and Moisturizing Body Wash made with sugar and cocoa butter exfoliates to improve skin without drying it out. So you step out of the shower with nourished, radiant skin. I know when I am on the beach, I love to make sure that my skin is looking radiant and glowing. And I feel absolutely fearless when I look great in my swimsuits for my summer body. Well, you can have the same thing. You need to give this Olay Body Wash a try to elevate your body care routine. You can find Olay Body Care products in store or online. Olay Body fearless in my skin we are good are we here are the people of god present honey because listen the technical difficulties look at your neighbor and say the technical difficulties are real they were real are you here? Are you there? Hello, everyone. Child, listen. I know y'all been waiting for a good little minute. We normally late, but we don't never be this late. But listen, the struggle was real out here, okay? I'm so, so glad I get to step in and be y'all substitute shenanigan teacher for today. Um, listen, I know because you had to wait, you are so excited because it was me for a long time. You probably were going off in these comments like what in the world is happening? Where are the people of God? But we are here. We are present. We are about to get into it. We're about to get into it and get started again. Thank you, sis, for letting me come and be, you know, all that I am for your people on this great here Monday afternoon. Okay, so for those of you who are just chiming in, I'm the substitute. I'm Cora Jakes Coleman. I am Sarah's big sister, her biggest and loudest cheerleader um, and supporter and fan, just overall kind of favorite person in the world and so we're stepping in for her today because she needed to step in and whenever you ask the delegation who should be stepping in they always call on your girl your a1 you see jc is in the house so sit back enjoy yourself she'll be back don't worry her grace her class her poise, her rescuing, all of that will be available to you 
very soon. But today, we're going to act up. All right. So, our first rescue Eve on today. I tried. I, no, I don't even want to say I tried to help her. Because upon reading it, I was uh, thoroughly confused. But you all, you will decide accordingly how you feel about this particular rescue Eve. A 28-year-old Florida who allegedly went to a Miami high school on Monday dressed as a student to promote her Instagram account was later arrested according to reports. Audrey Nicole Francisquini is accused of handing out flyers to students promoting her social media account while wearing a backpack and carrying a skateboard and recording her interactions on her phone when she was supposed to, when she was stopped by school security, according to W4TV in Miami, Francis Sweeney allegedly told the officer she was a student looking for the registration officer and was stopped a second time when she continued to hand out flyers, the report said. The school was advised of a potential threat on when she allegedly refused to leave, but Frances Sweeney allegedly left through a side door before she could be stopped. Police identified her through her Instagram, and she was later arrested at her home in North Miami Beach, according to WTVJ. She faces charges of burglary, interference with an educational institution, and resisting an officer without violence, which was also very, very difficult for me to wrap my head around because now apparently you can resist an officer without violence. And that was very shocking to me. I want to know how you all feel about this particular rescue. I don't feel really good about it. Let me, let me just, you know, for those of you who are used to, like I said, Sarah's place and things of that nature. All of that will be available to you next week when she returns. Um, but on this particular week, we don't do too well with these types of shenanigans, okay? She is not 22. She's not 21. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a joke. She doesn't have any mental conditions that we have been made aware of in the whole report. She is 28 years old. This isn't even the high school that she goes to, okay? It would be different if you were going to your high school. Maybe you were an alumni, okay? To, to your high school you go, you know, to just promote your social media. But uh, this ain't even your school. And you don't have any remorse. You're mugshot, you're smiling. You're yet still promoting your social media in your mugshot. It's disrespectful. I, I, I can't subscribe. And I'm, I am unable to subscribe. I am. But, um, because I know Sarah would have some type of graceful save. The the thing that me and my nephew was talking about is this baby's tenacity, okay? So, you know, sometimes when you want something 
so bad, you do things that are not so good to get something that you want so bad. And so baby girl had to she printed out flyers okay she picked out a school she went out there and she pushed her social media you know she just wanted to get followers she wanted to get her social media page out there you know you've got to admire her tenacity okay that's all i've got you've got to admire her due diligence Huh? You've got to admire her ability to consider outside marketing options. Huh? Huh? Anybody? Nobody? All right. Okay. So, Quan says, no grace today. The Green Fam says, only Jesus. Z says, Core is trying so hard. I am. Melissa said, this precious lamb needs better help. And see, Melissa, this is what I thought as well. Because when I read it, I thought maybe she has some type of mental condition. Like, you know, something is going on. But obviously, if she did, then they would have, I would have put that in the report. That's something that you put in the report. You know, she was arrested and later we found that she suffers from a mental condition because something isn't plugged in all the way. You know how when your phone is kind of like halfway charged, but not all the way charged, like your plug is halfway in there, but it's not all the way in there. It's in there enough for your phone to kind of get a charge, but it's not all the way in there enough for your phone to get fully charged quickly. I think that may be what happened. Like maybe her plug is just like halfway in, but not all the way in. It's in there enough to get a charge, but it's not plugged all the way in there for it to get fully charged because this like a fully charged situation so yeah brianna says one of them courts got a, a shortage for sure shalandria says social media is free this is mad creepy better help and jesus to the rescue ian e wood says the mental condition is clout and you know and sometimes that is okay um sometimes that is evie says what type of phone you got court <laughs> I was just trying to help her, Evie. I got an iPhone, okay? I got an iPhone. I was just trying to help her. You know how sometimes, like, when you put it in the plug, you know how when you plug your phone in, but it's not plugged up, but your phone be like, oh, maybe I charge. Oh, never mind. That Sometimes that happens. Like, sometimes I put my plug in my phone, and my phone be like, oh, we're going to charge. Never mind. Like, oh, we thought you was plugged up. You wasn't. And so, thought maybe that would be that but it seems like she's not gonna be getting rescued on today that's what it sounds like the good general consensus is no okay no not even for due diligence okay not even why would she want students to follow her Lamaya we do not have time to go into the depths of which of which why and what and how this 28-year-old woman found herself in a high school she didn't go to. That's why I said it's a little it's a little suspect, okay? I cannot subscribe is what I said because all of it sounds weird to me. 
You didn't even go to this school, okay? You're 28 years old going to a high school to get followers to promote your social media page. Like, what do you do? What do you make? Uh, prom dresses? What do you What do you do? What do you make? Uh, corsages? What do you? Uh, what do you? Um, a tux rental company? What? What? what what are you? What are you? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Do you? Do you what, what? You said the limo rental service. What are we doing here? I was very confused. Okay, I don't know what she's trying to promote. Okay, um, if she's trying to promote herself, maybe she's you know prom date. Maybe she feels like she looks young enough to be a prom date. But then you get into you know it's just a whole situation. I'm like, I can't. I, uh, unable to subscribe is what I said. I'm unable to subscribe is what I said. Call me back. All right. Um, next story. Let's move on to the next story because this baby is in the deep end, trying to swim. No one will help her, but she's trying to swim. Yes. Call me back. All right. Walmart Sam's Club. Walmart and Sam's Club drop the mask rule for fully vaccinated customers and employees after CDC mask guidelines. Walmart and Sam's Club will no longer require customers or employees who are fully vaccinated to wear masks. The retailer announced on Friday, the change for shoppers is now in effect and will be on the honor system. Walmart confirmed to USA Today, it comes a day after the CDC and prevention issued a new masking guidelines. The nation's largest retailer started requiring masks for customers in clubs and stores nationwide on July 20th. Employees started wearing masks in April, according to memos sent to U.S. Walmart and Sam's Club workers, employees who are vaccinated are going to work mask-free beginning Tuesday and will be asked about vaccination status on a health assessment. All right, beginning today, vaccinated customers and members are welcome to shop without a mask and will continue to request the non-vaccinated customers and members to wear face coverings in our stores and clubs. The letters to employees said, we will update the signage in our facilities to reflect this. There are some exceptions to the updated policy, Walmart said, and masks will also continue to be required by some cities and state ordinances, and we will follow those requirements. Walmart also said it is giving a $75 bonus to U.S. Field Associates as a thank you for getting vaccinated. So, of course, there's a lot of backlash that is being given to Sam's about this particular situation. And we're wondering if we want to rescue Walmart, if we want to rescue Sam's right now. They're following CDC guidelines. They're saying, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. I think that, you know, if you're vaccinated, that's wonderful and that's fantastic. What I'm struggling with is how do I know that? How do I know that you are vaccinated? Um, are we going to be carrying our cards around? Will there be some type of 
special stamp on our license? Are we supposed to just verbally announce our medical situation upon walking into Sam's and Walmart? Will you have an entrance uh, for vaccinated people and non-vaccinated people. And then I struggle also with the policies being changed during a time where vaccinated have not yet been made available for everyone. And so if I am not vaccinated, not by choice, but rather because of non-availability, then now I am punished and have to wear a mask because I am not vaccinated. So there's a lot of different things going on. Um, I, you know, I feel like we trust CDC when they're doing what we want them to do but as soon as they start doing things that we feel are a little suspect we start kind of you know backing out of the situation this sounds a little sketchy but you know vaccinations are going around they're going around and i do not think that we're going to even be able to embrace a new normal if we're not open to it so i think that sam's and walmart are being CDC's plans, but I I fear that people lie, people steal, especially from Walmart. I mean, honestly, um, and if people lie and steal without a pandemic, if you tell um, somebody that all they have to do is say that they're vaccinated to be able to come into your store without a mask, then liars will say just that I'm vaccinated. So. Trying to, I'm just trying to figure out how it's supposed to, how, how are we supposed to be going about doing this and how do we do this without it turning into a, another segregation? Because what about people who are allergic to the ingredients in the vaccinations? What about that? Like then it it's becomes, we go from non, from whites to colored to vaccinated to non-vaccinated. You see what I'm saying? And if y'all may not feel like it's that deep, but I thought that's a little, it's a little suspect to me. I don't know. People lie, Google is all I'm saying. People lie and steal without a pandemic. That's all I'm saying, Google. I'm trying to tell the people of God. Uh, Janetta says, will we show a card with membership ID card? That's what I'm saying. What What is the plan? Z says, I'm looking at the first few cases coming from them. Um, okay. What are we, are, are we going to save them? Naturally says, just because you are vaccinated doesn't mean, exactly, that's the other thing. Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get corona. It just means that you won't be going on to glory if you get corona, uh, is what that means. Lanisha, I mean, we're not doctors, okay? That, and, and see, that'd be the thing. That's, that's what that you were talking about too because we be the we be telling the people 
what they need to be doing and how long stuff should be taking. Like we got biology degrees and our scientists and, and, and we are doctors and we didn't seen a virus under a microscope. And, and some of y'all don't know how to spell microscope, but you want to tell the CDC what to do. And so I'm saying, all I'm saying is I don't, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if the vaccine work or don't work. I don't know. I know this virus work. I know that. I know that Corona is working very well to, I mean, I have never seen a virus work so well. Okay, so I want to hope and pray that this uh, vaccine is is working in some kind of way to do something because Corona, my God, um, it's a no. It's a it's a no for me. Okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I don't know. Are we are we rescuing them or? Police says I saw the glass frames abs clicked immediately because I knew it was core. <laughs> uh Redeem said I'm wearing a mask until 2022. Okay. Uh um <laughs> Jay said some of y'all don't even know how to spell Microsoft. I was just saying. There are uh, there are fake vaccination cards out there. Yes, there are. That's what I'm saying. So what? So what do we do? Okay. What what do we do? We we do we rescue them? Do we not rescue them? They're just doing what the CDC is telling them to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we've been praying, y'all. We we pray and we fast for the Lord to do a sudden work. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we pray and we fast for the Lord to do a sudden work. Turn the land. We, we ask for a sudden work. God, do it immediately, Lord God. And the CDC tell y'all, okay, we're moving into a direction. Y'all ain't got to wear your mask now. Hold on. Wait a minute now. Y'all going a little too far. So do y'all want a sudden work or you want a, you want a seasonal work? You want God to seasonally work it out. Just, you know, stretch it out, Jesus. Make it longer, Lord God. I don't know. I don't know. They said no rescue. I laminated my card. Okay. Wear or don't wear at your own risk, period. Monet, uh, hey, Monet, that kind of sound like about right. That's what it sound like. It sound like wear the mask or don't wear the mask. Get the vaccine or don't get the vaccine. YOLO out here. Okay. YOLO. We rescue ourselves. Keep your mask on in Walmart. Z, we thank you for your dot, dot, dot. She said we rescue. Keep your mask on in Walmart. Okay, straight up. So pretty much COVID is staying. I mean, it doesn't sound like we are really interested in COVID going, okay? Because all of the measurements by which it's being used are being shut down and, and are looked up as suspect. Okay, so right now we're a little shaky about it. Okay, honestly, that's what it sounds like. Okay, I'm wearing my mask. I can tell you that much. Okay, I'm wearing my mask only because I kind of like it. I like the incognito idea of it. Okay, I like the get out my face of it. I like the, some of the things that that 
COVID brought, I would like for us to reinforce and keep enforced, you know, uh, stay away from me. Six feet away is not a bad idea, you know, from people that, especially people you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, stay away, you know, get to know me from a distance, you know what I'm saying? I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, going to a restaurant and to wear masks. I don't think anything is wrong with that. I think they should keep that in force because I don't want you to spend all of my food in the house. So, you know, maybe we keep those types of things um, incorporated. I think that's very good. The consistency in um, informing the world to wash their hands. You know what I'm saying? I think that those are, are really incorporating things that we should keep in force, you know? Um, as we're moving along, I don't think everything was bad with the pandemic. I also like the option of virtual and or in-person learning for the children, you know, just the option therein, not the force upon y'all going to be teachers, but the option therein, um, is very nice. I like, I like that as well. So, you know, I did. I liked uh, a few of the things and and um, I encouraged it. I just wanted to say that. So, you know, shout out to Sam's and Walmart. Shout out to the progression of, you know, trying to get to, back to some form of normalcy. Shout out to those who have taken the vaccine. Shout out to those who haven't. Shout out to the people of God. OK, keep doing what you feel is best for you, because that's really what it's all about. OK. OK. All right, next story. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, when you, when you consider Walmart and Sam's, they probably are trying to make sure that y'all can get these masks off as soon as possible because of the thievery, you know? Because people be stealing from Walmart. I don't know about Sam's, but people be stealing from Walmart. And they probably heightened up the stealing when y'all let these babies come into the Walmart with masks on. So, you know, now the people of God are probably like, look, we got to get them masks off because the people are stealing. Okay. And so that could be another. And then I think of, you know, what about the employees and the the workers and staff who may not agree with the policy? You know, maybe they don't want to um, work in an environment where masks are not required. And so it is possible that in the times of trouble, huh, when you're in a job that isn't doing what you needed to do, you may need to, uh, what, find a job. And if you're looking for a job, might I recommend Indeed Jobs? You're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your short list, making quality candidates bring out the light that is inside of them so that they can be the hiring person that you're looking for. Are you looking for a hiring partner? Are you looking for a job? Are you looking to get into a field of work? Just stop for a minute and think of all of the wonderful things that are available to you if you try 
Indeed job. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes are on the Indeed match your job list. You can get descriptions fast. Your job descriptions come to you right there, available to you, and you can pay your candidates right there. They meet the qualifications that you're looking for, and you do not have to worry about it. It's all there, ready and available for you. Indeed jobs, you can choose from more than 130 skills tests. Then add, you can add any requirements that you need on your applications. Anything that you're looking for is already available for you. So if you're hiring, or maybe you're in need of a job, you should try in the with the free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash evolve. That's right. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash evolve. Indeed.com slash evolve is offering this valid through June 30th. So you better get your job today. Indeed. Huh? Did we like that, y'all? It's pretty good. Pretty good transition. Could have done a little bit more on the practice, but, you know, my laptop was dead. So, you know, off the cuff, off the cuff, there you have it. Okay. Let's move on to our next rescue. Let's see if you all will help this baby. All right. Um, a Lee Acres woman was arrested. After she was caught helping a Fort Myers man escape from a prison work camp. Yes, Latasha Stillman, 36, was pulled over on State Road 29 and County Road 858 around 9 a.m. after detectives said she was seen driving near the former Hendry Correctional Facility where inmates from the Florida Department of Corrections were doing off-site work. According to the Collier County Sheriff's Office, detectives said they were looking into information that inmates were reportedly leaving the worksite in a Nissan and later returning. Stillman driving a Nissan Altima was spotted driving through a gate in the area of the old Hendry Correctional Facility around 8 a.m before heading north on State Road 29, detectives said. A man in the seat detectives, his name was Richard Green, but deputies noticed the man's dirty, sorry. <laughs> Whew. The, the deputies noticed the man's dirty boots. Poor guy and were able to identify him as the current inmate. Wesley Devon Shaw, 36, of Fort Myers, Shaw told deputies he had been in prison for 13 years and just was looking for a good bite to eat. The 36-year-old said he was an inmate at the Fort Myers work camp. He was found with nearly 20 grams of marijuana and his prison uniform on the floorboard. He is facing charges of escaping from prison, for sure. Being a fugitive from 
and marijuana possession. Stillman is facing a charge of harboring an escaped prisoner. Detectives said they believe inmates may have been involved in illegal narcotics. My God, listen here. It was the dirty boots for me, right? Davida, you like, do you like my reporter voice? I like it. I think it's good. It's solid. I like it a lot. Yo, it was the dirty boots for me. Are we going to rescue baby girl Latasha? Are we rescuing her from helping homie try to get a good bite to eat? He been in prison for 13 years. It's been a long time. The struggle is real out here. Are going to rescue my homie? Are, are, are we rescuing them? Are we letting them? Are, are, are we letting her go free? Have you ever wanted someone to just help you get a bite to eat? E and E, you've never been in a situation where you just needed a bite to eat. He wasn't trying to leave prison. He was, he was just trying to get a bite to eat. My God, have you ever been so hungry? Huh? You needed a bite to eat. My God, my God. It was just a bite to eat. She, it, we didn't know. We didn't know what the bite was for, Alina. A bite of what? I don't know. He just wanted a bite to eat. Anyone? No, 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 no. Ah, rescue from Ronald McDonald. Jamie is going to rescue delegation. The delegation is not forgiving when I'm the substitute. When Sarah is here, the delegation be walking in grace. But when Cora is here, we be, we be like, really? Really, Latasha? You don't even know this man. You don't know why he was in prison. He could be a murderer. He could be a rapist. He could be, he could be a child molester, okay? You don't even know this man, and you're going to stop? He's been in prison for 13 years. You're going to get him out of prison so that he can grab a bite to eat? No. No, it sounds very fishy to me. Furthermore, you could have brought that baby a bag to eat and stayed out of prison yourself. Okay, you could have brought that baby some chicken nuggets right at his work site. You know, low key, hey, I know you hungry. Low key, I'm trying to help you out, but I ain't trying to break you out. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Right? I'm trying to help you out. I'm not trying to break you out. Hello. And and we could have we just could have kept it right there, but she done broke the baby out and got him something to eat, and then they didn't even tell us what he ate. Like y'all can't even tell us was it good what he ate? Did what you stopped to eat? Was it good? It's all I'm saying. I've, I've got questions. Hello. So we're not gonna help her either. I'm guessing. All right. No rescue for her. Okay. That's uh, two out of 
No, we got just one today so far. We've, we've got one today. Um, oh no, no, we haven't rescued anyone today. Not rescuing Sam's, not rescuing her. Okay. Maybe we will this baby because listen, I am rescuing her. Okay. I read this story. Nephew gave me this story and I was like, yo, there has been a flag on the play. This is disrespectful on all accounts. The audacity of it all. Okay. I want y'all to listen to this, this good story breakdown here. Okay. A black woman arrested after Charles Schwab deposited $1.2 million into her account and she refused to give it back. Yes, Charles Schwab Corp said it accidentally sent more than $1 million to the Fidelity Brokerage Services account of a woman in Louisiana. Swab blamed an issue created by a software enhancement for the erroneously transfer of $1.2 million in February to the Fidelity account of Keelan Spadoni. Rather than the $82.56 that she had requested. According to a lawsuit filed in federal court in New Orleans last month, when the company realized the mistake and attempted to take the money back, it was gone. Oh, yes, it was. And Spadani wasn't answering her phones. Yes, not able to make it. I'm not able to answer. Do, do, do. The bank said. After a month of failed attempts, yes, several months would have been failed attempts to recover the cash swab, filed a criminal complaint. What in the what wagon? On April 6th, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Captain Jason Rivadar said Spadoni, 33, was arrested the next day in Harvey, Louisiana, on charges of bank fraud. Now, hold up. Okay. Y'all tell me, how is it bank fraud when the bank frauded themselves? I'm trying to figure it out, okay? What do you mean, okay? What do you mean bank fraud? I didn't, it wasn't bank fraud. I didn't fraud the bank. The bank frauded me. It was raggedy of, of them. I, I feel that it's raggedy, okay? The bank fraud charge is raggedy okay so she it, they got bank fraud on her then theft and i don't agree with the theft either and the reason why i don't agree with the theft is because how you gonna steal something y'all gave to me you deposited into my account what do you mean theft i did not steal it it was a blessing it was a blessing i asked the lord for 82 and he exceeded you it's a blessing for me okay you 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 made an error that became a blessing for me okay i didn't steal nothing it was deposited into my account and i used it accordingly okay okay so they got her on bank fraud they got her on theft and they have her on illegal transmission of monetary funds now listen now um that charge might be accurate because as we said you know 
it was not her money per se, technically, okay? She did transfer something that she knew was not hers technically. But I feel like who would not? I mean, when you think about it, when you think of, when you ask yourself, you ask yourself, ask yourself, say self, and wait for yourself to say, hmm. And so I asked myself, and myself said, hmm. And I said, self, if they accidentally deposit $1.2 million in your account, then what are you going to do? And, and self said, girl, you better, <laughs> you better. You better take that money, girl. That, uh, that's a blessing exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. That's what Self said to me. And Self took that trans and transferred it. And, and technically, I felt good about it. All right. So they said illegal transmission. Okay. All right. She transferred about $350,000 uh -huh, into another account. Cause yes, that's what that's what you, yes, uh huh, that's what you should do. And then she used it to buy a uh, wait for it a 2021 Hyundai. Now see, some of y'all out there, you're not humble, okay? You're not humble is what it is. And so when you get 1.2 million, you getting Rolls Royces, you getting Bentleys and Mercedes and luxury cars and things. And this baby said, no, 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 give me a Hyundai. And see, I can respect that. And that's why I'm rescuing her even the more because she took the money and she didn't even get a luxury car like no, no shade, Hyundai. But you know what you are. She didn't even get a luxury car. She got a Hyundai. OK. And then she got a home. So she bought herself a Hyundai and she got her a home day. Okay. I like it. I would have done the same thing. The vast majority of missing money of the missing money has been recovered at this point by the seizure of the vehicle. So sorry. They took your Hyundai. They could have let you keep your Hyundai. Swabs could have let her keep her Hyundai because this is disrespectful. It was their error, okay? It was their mistake, okay? And that is raggedy. They didn't even let her keep her Hyundai, okay? She could have kept her Hyundai. And the reversal of the house sale, they took her house too, okay? Rivarde said Spadoni was fired from her job as a 911 dispatcher. She was a dispatcher, y'all, okay? She was a dispatcher helping people in the parish. She she lost her job, Rivarde said. And then they arrested her and she was released April 8th on bail bonds. And you better believe she was released April 8th on bail bonds because she shouldn't have been in there to begin with. Okay. She shouldn't have been in there to begin with. Okay, it was their issue. It was their problem. They made the mistake. Okay, and they should have let her keep at least ten percent of their error. Okay, that was a whole error. It was a whole mistake, 
And you don't just be willy-nilly making mistakes like that, okay? And somebody ought to pay, not the person that received the money. Somebody ought to pay for that level of mistake. You accidentally put $1.2 million in my account, I'm going to accidentally disappear on Charles Swap. Okay, you will never see me again. Okay, Cora, who? Huh? What? New alias? Huh? What? Accidentally put one point to not not twelve hundred, not a dollar twenty cents. Y'all accidentally put one point two million dollars in somebody's account and expected them to have the level of integrity and character to return it back to you without even holding a dollar or two. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I am rescuing her. I am sending everything. I'm sending her the jet. I'm sending her. I'm sending her the yacht. I'm sending her the floaties. Okay. I'm going to pick her up in a Hyundai. Huh? All of it. I'm rescuing her because she's wrong. And further, I would sue Charles Swab for emotional distress to the tune of $2.2 million because y'all have distressed my life. Okay, you gave me $1.2 million. That was a triumphant surprise and excitement to put me on a whole new level. Just to yank it back from me. Not even, not even two months later. Okay, you take my Honda, you take my car, you take my Honda, you take my car. I'm emotionally distraught. I have nowhere to live. I lost my job. Because of y'all mistake, I would sue Charles Swab for emotional to the to the point of two point two million. Okay, I'm sending her everything. Okay, Redeemed Angel said we're sending her Air Force One. We are finding our lawyers. Monique says right. Okay, Kirsten said come on, hot day. We are sending her everything. Okay. I cannot. I cannot believe that they did this baby like that. So we are rescuing her. And you know what? After we rescue her, I think that we should just, you know, somebody should put her in a hotel, you know, put her in a nice suite and let her just, you know, rest and relax. And, you know, sometimes when you are just emotionally distraught because you have lost all of your money except for $82 of it. Because that's what she originally asked for was $82. After you have gone through all of that, you just need to take a bubble bath. And you, you know what I'm saying? Bubble bath with Olay. Olay exfoliating and moisturizing body wash with sugar, cocoa butter, and vitamin B3. This episode is going to bring you into the joys of the Olay body summer experience. It is right around the corner. Get your body smooth and ready, child. You know what that means. Your skin needs to be glowing from head to toe. Olay Body just launched a collection of skincare inspired body washes that include premier skincare ingredients that are designed to treat a variety of skin conditions and types. Olay exfoliating and moisturizing body wash made with sugar and cocoa butter exfoliates to improve skin without drying it out. So you step out of the shower with nourished, radiant skin. 
I know I love when I get out of the bath and my skin just feels soft and smooth and I am ready to hop in the bed and get a nice cup of tea and watch my show. You can do this as well. You need to give this Olay body wash a try to elevate your body care routine. You can find Olay body care products in store or online. Olay Body is fearless when it comes to skin, and they want to have you be a part of their movement. Join the Olay Body Fearless Movement and get your skin back smooth again. See there? Look, look. Y'all didn't even, you didn't even see it coming. You see, it was down. I was down. I was emotional. I was shaking up for her. And then I gave her an answer. Because sometimes you got to be an answer to people. Each child. Boom. You got to be an answer to people in the time of trouble. Because sometimes people don't know how, how, how to move and how to go. And you have to be an answer to them. Huh? Transition on the people. Hallelujah transition on the people. All right. Now it's time for Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Now listen, one of our favorites, me and my sissy's favorite girls, and that is, it's no surprise that she would be in her show. She was in mine as well. But we want to give a Hail Mary to alumna Felicia Rashad for becoming the Dean of Howard University's College of Fine Arts. Ooh, 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 ooh. Iconic actress of TV, stage, and film, Felicia Rashad has been announced as the next Dean of the illustrious Howard University's recently reestablished College of Fine Rashad was a theater acting major at Howard, graduating magna cum laude with a bachelor's in fine arts in 1970. She then began her career on Broadway before moving on to plays. Clara Huxtable on the groundbreaking 1980s sitcom, The Cosby Show. That's where we know her. That's where we love her. That's where we know her. That's where we love her. It's a privilege to serve this capacity and to work with the Howard University administration, faculty, and students in reestablishing the College of Fine Arts, Rashad said in a statement. We are so, so excited for her. Anthony K. Wood said it was an honor to welcome a daughter of Howard home. In this full circle moment, Miss Felicia Rashad will take the training and skills that she honed as a student at Howard and executed in an out. And she will share those pearls of wisdom with the new generation and the next generation of students in the College of Fine Arts. We are so, so excited for her. Her passion for the arts and student success makes her a perfect fit for this role. Congratulations, Felicia Rashad. Ooh, ooh. Congratulations, Felicia Rashad. Ooh, ooh. Congratulations, congratulations. And a Hail Mary to you, to you, to you, to you, to you. All right. I, we love her. Felicia Rashad is amazing. And you should give people, as I said, on Comic Core, 
You should give people their flowers as they are living. Felicia Rashad has given us all of her gifts, all of her class, all of her grace, all of her poise. She is everything and we celebrate her. All right, our next Hail Mary is going to 25-year-old Kelsey Kozler. Just became the first black head hockey coach in the NCAA history. Kelsey Kozler making history as the first black head hockey coach in the NCAA's 115-year history. Black Enterprise reports Kosler got her start playing hockey for Princeton University, getting drafted as the number one pick in the National Women's Hockey League. She would play three seasons, one of the few black women hockey players in a white male-dominated sport. She constantly felt underrepresented I've been shouting that from the rooftops from the time I entered college because one hockey was not huge for, for girls and two, especially not minorities. So to speak, tackling the female in a male sport, you kind of have to get that under control first in order to make it more accessible to blacks whites, Asians, any ethnicity, any race, Kostler said. Now she has parlayed her love for the game into an official leadership position with Arcadia University. She is taking on the role of head hockey coach while making NCAA history. It's gonna be weird for me. For 20 plus years, I've been on the other side of it. So being behind the bench is just gonna be a completely new experience that I'll get to live through like I'm playing the sport for the first time again. Kozler admitted, she is committed to inspiring the next generation of black women hockey players by working as head coach and advisor to the commissioner, to the commissioner on diversity equity and inclusion for the NAAL. Kozler hopes that more women understand that they can take a seat at whatever table they like, and she plans to help them get there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Congratulations to Kozler. Hail Mary to you, to you, to you, to you. Hail Mary to you. Come on out here and be black and play hockey and teach us that we can too. I like it. I think it's good. All right. Our last, is this, no, our next story is about an 18-year-old Virginia senior who has gotten accepted to, wait for it, 40 colleges awarded 1.6 million in scholarships. Yes, Samuel Lyons is a senior at Franklin in Virginia. In August 2020, he began completing college applications, balancing the rigor of applying with virtual school in the middle of an already hectic year. Now the teen has been rolling in acceptance letters. He was admitted into 40 colleges and offered more than $1.6 million in scholarship money. 11 Alive reports. It was very time consuming. I had to manage my time while applying to so many schools and doing virtual learning. I didn't really know what to expect since it was my first time applying to college. I didn't expect to get offered so much in scholarship money, Lyon says. 
His guidance counselor, L. Massenberg, who assisted him throughout the process, spoke about the remarkable achievement. He is the first student since I have been at FHS to have been accepted into the many colleges and earned this huge amount of scholarship money by himself. I do not believe this is all of his scholarship money or acceptance letters. We have completed several other scholarships from different organizations that we are waiting on. I believe he will get those also, Massenberg said. If you don't come out here and be fantastic, Samuel IX, if you don't be awesome, if you don't do great things, if you don't get 40 colleges to want you, if you don't get $1.6 million in scholarship money plus, if you don't be out here being black and proud and amazing and intelligent and wonderful, hell Joseph, hell Mary, hell Samuel, hell Abraham, hell to all of them. For you, Samuel Lyons, we are celebrating you on today, okay? If the people of God have not taken a moment to stop, and celebrate you. Please understand that we are taking this moment, yes, this moment right now, to celebrate you. Hail Joseph to you, your determination. Hail Joseph to your tenacity. Hail Joseph to your intelligence. Hail Joseph to applying to 40 colleges, okay? If that is not, I'm getting in somewhere, I don't know what is. And to then be accepted by all 40 of them, just amazing. Amazing. All right, this is our last hell, Joseph, for today. This 10-year-old Nigerian refugee who once experienced homelessness becomes America's youngest chess master. Tani Tuluwa, Tani Aduwumi, burst onto the scene in 2019 at just eight years old, a Nigerian refugee who won the New York State K-3 Scholastic Chess Championship while living in a homeless shelter. The media fanfare he received allowed him several opportunities since then, working hard to visit the St. Louis Chess Club and becoming an author. Now at just 10 years old, Tani has become the newest national chess master. Recently, Tani broke the 2200 barrier at the Fairfield County Chess Club Championship Tournament, defeating two experts, a master and an international master to become the national master at the age of 10 years, 7 months, and 28 days. Tani is the 28th youngest person in the country to make master. He will be joining the likes of y'all help me. I'm Abihi Mishra, GM Fabiano, Karuana, GM Ray Robson, and I am three. Yip, his club champion title and master rating, now has the fifth grader breathing rare air. The 10-year-old dreams of one day becoming the world's youngest grandmaster, and he is committed to reaching that goal even during the middle of a pandemic. Go, Tiny. Go, Tiny. Go, Tiny. Get it, Tiny. Play chess. Be great. Not checkers, but chess. Ooh, don't be a hater. You know you play checkers, but he plays chess. Don't be a hater. 
He's great. Ooh, ooh. Be awesome, Tiny. Be great. Okay. Be great. Do you hear me? I think that is absolutely awesome. I think that is wonderful because like I said, chess is about strategy. So is checkers, but chess is about strategy way different than checkers. Okay. And so for you to be 10 years old and the master, yo, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's money making potential right there okay may the strategy of chess huh move ah uh, from the board into your bank hallelujah come on somebody hail joseph to tiny all right y'all now it is time for our advice segment all right now y'all know y'all be sending sarah these novels so let me just brace myself accordingly, okay? Here we go. Help me, ladies. I need the yacht or a floater or something. I'm the bonus mom of a young lady who will turn 10 in two weeks. Her boyfriend is 12 in July. All right, boyfriend. Her mom and dad recently allowed her to go on a date. Okay. The boyfriend's parents took the two kids out to eat and then shopping. All right. I expressed my concern when it was being planned, but ultimately it is not my decision. That's true. Now that the dating has begun, it is all she talks about and it makes me uncomfortable. Wonder why? And to be totally honest, it turns my stomach. The other adults involved, including my husband, feel like it's innocent and cute. I'm worried that it is opening the door to too much too soon. Where do we draw the line? My question is, how do I maintain my stance that it's inappropriate without being mean or hateful to my bonus daughter or disrespectful to my husband? Sincerely shocked and listen here okay so there's two things and the first thing is this is like you said your bonus daughter um there are some key things um there are some key things that need to be addressed within your question that kind of answers it the first is her father and mother agreed to this date. The second thing is his parents picked them up and took them to go shopping and to get something to eat. In this story, you are the only one who has an issue with this relationship and to be honest with you, it is almost better that they be able to um, have healthy relationship and dialogue in the presence of their parents than to be going behind your back and sneaking behind your back to do it. The, they're, they're 10 and 12, their hormones are moving and, and going. And I mean, do you want them to be lying and sneaking and hiding 
behind your back? Or would you rather them say, hey, we like each other and you all be able to micromanage that and monitor that? And she's a little girl. This is probably her first boyfriend. So yeah, she's going to be talking about it all the time, all day. And you should ask yourself why it's making you uncomfortable because it's not like y'all are dropping them off at the movies by themselves. It's not like they're going or she's talking to you about wanting to have sex with him or anything like that. You know, it's they went out shopping. Um, we, they went out shopping. They went out to get something to eat with the boy's parents. So it was a supervised play date uh, that this 10 and 12 year old had. And I think that there is nothing wrong with it. If her father's okay with it and her mother's okay with it and their parents are okay with it, the, the boy's parents are okay with it. You're the only one that's throwing up in arms and it really doesn't have to be that deep. I don't think that you have to ruin the, the peace of your relationship behind something very petty. Like this is a petty 10, 12 year old play date. They going out to eat with their parents. Like, are kids dating at 10? Like, it's a play date. Google, you do play dates with six and seven-year-olds. They, they go out to the movies and they go to the park. They go to Six Flags. You know, it's a play date. And so, you know, I just feel like they're going to hide behind your back if these children are okay with going shopping and going to get something to eat with their parents. Why not? Why not? Like, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with it. They have supervision. They, the parents were there. Uh, I don't see anything wrong. I don't see anything wrong with it. it. It would be different if you were like, they, they picked them up. They dropped them off at the movie theater. They let them go into the movies by themselves. They're letting them talk all night. There's no parameters. There's no restrictions. They're just out doing their own thing. No, that's not what's happening. They're going out shopping and to eat with their parents. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's young to frame it like a date, but it's a, it's a play date. Like, I mean, y'all, it's a play date. It's a, it's a play date. The kids, you know, the parents bought them something to eat and got them some clothes and they like each other. Oh, they're being cute. And it is, it, just like you said, you said, um, that was the last line. I expressed my concern. Um, yeah, I expressed my concern when it was being planned, but ultimately it is not my decision. Now that the dating has begun, it is all she talks about and it makes me uncomfortable. And to be totally honest, it turns my stomach. The other adults involved, including my husband, it's innocent and cute. So that's what I'm saying. You need to figure out what it is that's going on. Like, why your stomach hurting and stuff over them going out to eat and getting some clothes? They calling in the boyfriend, Selena, because that's what little kids do. They want to have little boyfriends. That's what that's what they want to do. Cashay, my little boyfriend and me went to the football game 
you know, it's just this my little boyfriend. Oh, we, uh, you know, like it, it's it doesn't have to be that. See, I don't think it has to be that crucial now. And I may be overlooking something, but you didn't give me anything in your question that suggests that they're gonna be having babies next month. Like it, it, it seems like they just are on a play date, and if if their parents are okay with it. I mean, you're a bonus parent, and I hate to I hate to make that sound insensitive. I'm certainly not insensitive to the fact of you wanting to be an ample, you know, factor and portion in in this thing. But it seems like everybody else is doing okay with this, but you. So you may want to consider, like, why is this bothering me so much? It's turning your stomach. You don't want to hear her talk about being happy. You don't want to hear her talk about wanting to go on a date. You don't want to hear her talk about her hormones. You don't want to hear her talk about how she's feeling, and you should see about that. Because she, even if she isn't going to date, she should have a space where she can talk about how she is feeling about boys without feeling like you're going to um, turn your nose up at her and there's not a place for her to go um, to, to talk about those feelings. And yes, we can absolutely agree, but again, it, it's really, I don't had to, for me, I don't have to agree or disagree. Her parents agree. Her parents agree. His parents agree. I ain't got a dog in this fight. I ain't got a dog in this fight. They ain't going to be my grandkids if they are doing the most. But she's not, she hasn't said anything outside of my, my stepdaughter went shopping and to dinner with a boyfriend's family, her boyfriend's family. That's up. They they take her boyfriend's family come and pick her up. They go out to eat. They they go shopping. Oh my gosh! No, it's too much. It's too fast. No. I don't see. I don't see anything wrong with it. And and you might as well allow them to be able to do it in your presence before they start hiding behind. I can testify to that being what I did because I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16, but I was most certainly having what we call download boyfriends before download became something way different than it is now. Back then, it was your download boyfriend, your secret boyfriend. Your parents didn't know nothing about that boyfriend. Okay. So these kids are trying to be open, let you know how they're feeling. They're allowing you to supervise them, they're allowing you to be a part of it. I think that that is actually wise and beautiful because they're going to grow up to have that kind of healthy relationship with you as well, where they can talk to you about their feelings. Let kids be kids, yes, but they also have hormones. Y'all, we can't act like kids don't have hormones. We can't act like girls don't start liking boys and boys don't start liking girls and and they don't need to know about it or have a space where they can express their feelings. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy relationship to develop with your child where they feel like they can't share with you how they feel 
and what's going on in their bodies. It brings about a division unnecessarily between the two of you. And so I think that it's important for you to be able to open up that dialogue and allow them to express their feelings and allow them to share with you how that is going. Listen, parents are letting their, their sons turn into daughters and their daughters turn into sons. If, if these parents want to take their kids out to go get some ice cream and buy a t-shirt, be fantastic. Be fantastic. They can do play. When is play? When are you too old for a play date? <clears throat> right, Davina? She said, at first I was against it, but I was kissing a little boy behind the house at 10, sneaking. So at least they have created a space for this. That's all I'm saying. They're not like tonguing and humping one another. They just start going out to eat with each other's families. And what if that is their plan? Hey, you all can't like date seriously, but you can get to know each other. Our families can get to know each other. That's fine, but you can't go on any secret dates. You all can't be on any secret phone calls or things like that. Like you can put proper boundaries up, but I would rather my child feel comfortable sharing with me how they feel and what's going on with their body than for them to feel like I've got to hide and sneak behind my mom's back. As every time I try to talk to her about how I'm feeling, she turns up her nose and looks like I am sickening to her. I, I would rather, I'd rather have the other, the latter. And my mom and I had that kind of relationship. I shared my, my first kiss. I told, ran home telling my mom, told her all the details because she created that space for me to be able to tell her like, what's going on with my body. I'm, I'm liking boys and I, and, and I don't know what that feels like. And what does that look like? And so then you start teaching them. Okay. Now you're starting to like boys. This is what it means. This is what that looks like. Okay. This is what we will allow. This is what we won't allow and so on and so forth. So I think that if your husband um, and, and this baby girl's mother have come to an agreement that's working for them and the baby girl's boyfriend's parents have come to an agreement with your husband and the mother about what's going to work for them, then you are going to have to figure out why it is an issue for you that she shares her happiness. All she'll talk about is how happy she is and it turns my stomach. And you should figure out why that is. Because that's really all you're saying. Now that the dating has begun, it is all she talks about. And it makes me uncomfortable to hear her happy. It makes me uncomfortable to hear her smiling and enjoy about this new relationship. It turns my stomach and it makes me sick to hear her talk about her happiness. Why? 
Gibbs says, I don't think they are able to understand the implications of a romantic relationship at that age, but I don't think it's disgusting. Absolutely. I, and I'm not saying that. I didn't say they're going to run, run off to the sunset. I said they get an ice cream with their parents and buying t-shirts, y'all. Let these let, let them buy t-shirts and get ice cream. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Redeem says, my son talks to me about his feelings and girls, but he knows he's too young to date. This is, this is a time for him to grow and learn to be a friend to a girl. Absolutely. So he can, he can be a friend to a girl. That's all I'm saying. You can develop getting to know one another. This is a space for you not to stifle their feelings, but to give them a space to express their feelings and let them know, okay, you're too young for this. You need to be this age for that. We can do this. We can't do that. And set up those boundaries. Um, okay, let's go to the next question. I hope that that was helpful. Y'all tried to act like that was a rescue. That wasn't a rescue. Okay, this is a long one, y'all. I need help letting go of a relationship I thought would lead to marriage. We were together for a year and a half, although we have been on and off for nine years. During these times, things improved and we were building our future. However, things took a turn when I found out he had a baby uh -oh, that he didn't tell me about. And he found out after that I began to respond back to exes out of hurt. So we began to become more. So we began to become more upset and frustrated with each other, including arguing all the time. I heard of the arguing and his words of he would leave and how he didn't care for me. I asked him to leave now. He did. Two to three weeks went by without talking to him in the home, and we decided to still try enough, though we no longer live together. FYI, we always live together or around each other when together. So when I put him out, he had to find somewhere to live. Um, so the agreement of trying is one-sided. I did most of the calling and texting and trying to make arrangements. Now he doesn't call or text, I bet. I'm having a very hard time moving on, letting go. I do feel like I'm chasing him and that's not good for me, but I want answers. I'm really struggling with this and I'm in therapy, but my lonely heart and mind won't let me rest. I feel so sad and hurt by the rejection. I have your book, Sarah's, to hopefully help me deal with one fear of being alone and loneliness. That's one reason why I hold um, I think that you are going to need to put yourself in a position to understand the surrounding storms that brought you to sabotaging the relationship and bringing it to an end to begin with. You said that he was mean. You said that you started looking for emotional support because he hurt you. You said that you all argued all of the time. Um, you were on and off for nine years. So there was never really any stability within your relationship. Relationship. You are 
uh, were going back and forth, back and forth with one another for year after year after year. And then you told them to leave. You, you made a decision that you deserved more than being frustrated and arguing with someone all the time. You deserved more than someone hurting you. So you decided that you were going to be done and you decided to go ahead and let him go. The only thing is when you decided to let him go, you let him go and homelessness and he didn't have nowhere to live and that's kind of hard to bounce back from and say hey let's keep on trying to be together after you done kicked me out of the house onto the street and i don't have nowhere to go so yes i would imagine you were doing quite a bit of texting and calling and chatting because he was probably very uh upset and salty about the fact that you kicked him out with nowhere to go and now you're chasing him and i'm trying to figure out exactly what it is that you're chasing because uh nothing in here sounds like it's worthy of chasing um, and maybe you forgot to put some of those points in here, but that would have been good. I don't see anything in here that says I should chase him. Uh, nothing that says he's made me feel better than I've ever felt before. He's prayed for me. He's covered me. We were improving and building our future, but obviously you weren't building it on a strong enough foundation because one turn, one turn, took everything down and you weren't building it on too good of a foundation because he had a whole baby that you didn't know about. And so I think that this isn't really about you trying to let go because you've already let go of the relationship. I think that this is more about you giving yourself permission to forgive yourself and to learn the lessons that the relationship was sent to teach you. There's nothing else that you can get from this relationship. And even the idea of you wanting answers is just to suggest to prolong the, the unnecessariness of this relationship to begin with. And so I think that it's important for you to consider what did I learn from the relationship that I can take moving forward instead of dwelling so much in why it didn't work and what this happened and how this didn't work and how this I could have done this different and I could have done that different. You're going to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out where it went wrong that you will overlook taking the time and the work that you need to do to work on yourself so that you can get to what is right. And so until you are able to put yourself in a position to say, you know, I deserve better. I, de I deserve to not being in a uh, unstable relationship. I deserve not being in a relationship that would hurt me. I deserve not being in a relationship that would lie to me. And I am not going to sit up here and continue to consider why I was worthy of what walked away. I'm not going to sit here and consider why I was worthy of being a victim to a violent relationship instead of walking into the victory that God has in store for me. So yes, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. And no, the therapist isn't saying anything that you want to hear because the therapist is 
to leave this man behind and start working on yourself. The therapist is telling you there is not an answer that he's going to give you that is going to make it okay for how he treated you. There is no answer that you're looking for that is going to help you get back nine years. There's nothing that he's going to say that's going to help you jump into and desire to jump back in to something that is unstable. And since he's not chasing after you, you might as well take off your running shoes because why would you chase after something that hasn't found you valuable enough to return the chase? If I'm chasing after you and you don't turn around after a minute, I'm going to take my shoes off because you're either going to realize that I'm worth the return chase or you're not. And so this man is over. It's done. If it was going to work, it would have worked in the nine years. If it was going to, if you were going to make it, you would have made it in the nine years. If the future was going to hold up, it would have held up in the line, in the nine years. If he was going to be the person that you were going to spend the rest of your life with, you all would have found that out within the nine years. So this is done. It's over. Now, how do you let it go? Accepting that. Accept it. Just say it. Just stand in the mirror and say, my relationship with him, insert blank, is over. I have learned this, insert blank, from the relationship. I'm going to take this, insert blank, moving forward. I am not going to return to this, insert blank. I am moving forward. I'm giving myself permission to believe I deserve better than that and move forward. That's the only way you're going to be able to let go. That's the only way you're going to be able to move to move into the direction that you need to move in and and really let it go because you're just trying you're trying to prolong the agony of the relationship by saying, I need answers. And that's just, I want to be around this longer. I want to just keep going and going and going and going. No, I don't need another answer. You be the answer. You sit down and answer yourself. Answer yourself. Why? Okay. Why didn't it work? Answer yourself. He don't need to answer you. He's taken up enough of your time. Answer yourself. Why didn't it work? What did you learn? What did he take away? How did you? Answer yourself. He's taken enough time. Let him be a father to this child. Let him move forward in his life. And you keep your head up and keep on trucking. And that's the that's the best advice I can give you. You're going to waste a lot of time over here trying to figure out why, why I just want to I want him to tell me why, because when he tells you why, what? When he tells you why, what? That's going that's going to make you feel better. What could he possibly say? Write it down. What can he say that's going to make it OK that he had a whole baby on you? Write it down. Because if you're going to spend time waiting for answers, ask yourself what those answers look like. Write it down. What is he going to say that's going to make it good? 
What is he going to say that's going to make it feel okay? That he had a whole baby on you. What is he going to say? And work that out amongst yourself. Lanisha says that desire just to have a husband be so strong on women. It is. It's very strong. And it's more often because of that fear of loneliness. But here's the thing. It is not your husband's responsibility to help you not feel alone. And to be very honest with you, you could have a husband and still feel alone. I dare a wife in here, a former wife or a standing wife, to tell me that they have never felt alone in their whole marriage, never had a day where they felt alone. You could be married with children and a whole house full of noise and feel alone. So your fear of loneliness is fear of discovery, really. You're, you're afraid of discovering yourself because that's we spend time with our we fear loneliness because it requires us to scope to discover things about ourselves that we often do not want to discover and so when you are ready to discover yourself you won't be afraid of being alone you'll be excited because you'll want to know how do i act when i go to this restaurant by myself how do i sit what do I order? What do I like to eat? What, what kind of date do I like? You begin to find out what you like. Fear of loneliness is what the enemy gives you because he doesn't want you to discover yourself. Because if you choose to discover yourself, you will discover your purpose is tied up in the pain you are avoiding. When you discover that your purpose is tied up in the pain that you're avoiding and won't discover then you'll discover that your power is tied up in that as well. So just consider it. Consider that this relationship had to die in order for you to acknowledge the need for you to discover yourself. It's not a fear of loneliness that you're entering into. It's a season of discovery. Embrace it. All right. I think uh, we do a snack. So I'm going to give you a snack. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to be out of here. I think we did a good, we did good. Did we Cassie? We did good. Okay. Cassie said, I don't like being alone and I have been single my entire adult life, but I can't accept any old thing. I'm letting love find me. I was chasing and it was eluding me. This was for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes we don't like being alone, but it is because we fear the discovery. So that is my snack. My snack for you, I challenge you to discover yourself, to stop being afraid of finding what makes you so lovable that God would die, that he would lay aside his very begotten son for the idea of whatever is inside of you. I want you to consider that in the midst of and in spite of the shame, the embarrassment, the rejection, the abandonment, the confusions, the loss of it all, that there is still a power that is working on the inside of you. And the minute that you allow God to let you discover you and stop being afraid of the discovery, you're going to unlock the potential that God has in store for you. I want you to know that you're not looking for the best. 
The best is in you. I want you to know that you're not looking for your purpose. Your purpose is in you. I want you to know that you're not looking for your power. Your power is in you. So move in that discovery. Begin to discover what made God say your destiny was worth dying for. Begin to discover what you like what smells you like, what laughs you like, what jokes you like. Begin to discover yourself. Embrace the idea that just you is good enough. And then you'll start to gravitate others. But until you can love you being you being good enough for you, you can't expect others to do the same. So, I'm your girl, your big sister, always giving you the real, honest opinions. I am here to love you when you can't seem to love yourself. But more importantly, I want to remind you to speak well because the power of life and death is in your tongue. Whatever you speak will come to pass. I want you to think well because God can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you could ever ask or think. And as long as you're speaking well, and as long as you are thinking well, you should be able to produce well. I am loving you. So it should be easy for you to do the same. Until next time, woman, evolve.